Episode 11, The Things That Are Not Helpful, Friends and Family Edition. Hello, my name is Angela. I am a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I am a wife, I am a mother of four, and I am a stepmother of three. I was married for 14 years when I began to learn the secrets my now ex-husband had been keeping from me, all starting with his affair. My world, my identity, my worth were all in question. I didn't know or trust anything. But through that tragedy, something amazing happened. I found myself and I began to learn how to truly love the person I saw in the mirror. It's not a destination. It's a journey. However, now I can honestly say that I am a beautiful, strong, intelligent, and brave daughter of God. I am a trauma survivor and thriver, as well as a certified life coach. I want to share my story, as well as my experiences and what I've learned, to bring others hope, healing, and help. So come with me, and together we can find courage in betrayal. This episode is going to be a little bit different. My focus is not going to be for the one that got betrayed, but for the loved ones of those that have been betrayed. So this is for the friends and for the family. We all know that situation where someone we love is struggling and we just don't know what to say or do. We hurt because the ones we love are hurting But because we have never experienced the particular hardship or pain they are in, we struggle to know what to say. We try to help in the best way we know how. But if we aren't careful or aware of our own behavior, we can actually cause a lot more damage and pain than we ever intended. This is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk to the loved ones, the family, and the friends of the one that has been betrayed and discuss some of the things that just are not helpful. I know you want to help, and I know a lot of the time you think you are helping. But if you are open, I want to try and help you navigate and avoid some of the most common mistakes. To start off, there are a few phrases that are said a lot, and although the intention behind them may be coming from a good place, they are painful to hear, and only cause more pain for the one who has been betrayed. The first phrase I want to talk about is, at least, dot, dot, dot. Let me give some examples. At least it's only porn. Or, at least you still have your kids. At least it wasn't worse. At least you are still young. You will find someone else. At least, dot, dot, dot. This phrase diminishes the feelings and frustrations that are being felt right now. When we say that, what we are really saying is, I feel uncomfortable with how much pain you are in. So I'm going to shift what we talk about so I can feel more comfortable. It really is a lack of empathy and understanding. I know, I know, I get it. We say this thinking it will shift the focus onto more of the positive things, and we are trying to avoid dwelling on the negative. But it is dismissive, and it leaves the betrayed feeling even worse. The one who has been betrayed is feeling everything, and I mean everything. 
they miss their spouse or significant other, and a part of them still wants to be with them. But at the same time, they may physically want to rip their partner's eyeballs out and stomp all over them. The betrayed are suffering, largely because they are trying to work through their conflicting feelings and thoughts. They don't know what they should or shouldn't do, and telling them that they should be grateful for what they have, it's just not helpful. It's never helpful for anyone who is hurting or grieving anything to be told, look on the bright side. This is a time for empathy and validation, to let them feel whatever they are feeling and to not have the urge to change the narrative. That's really not up to you. It is up to your loved ones. They need to want to feel better in order to feel better. If they do not have the desire to look on the bright side, it's not up to you to try and help them see it. So please stop saying it. The next thing I want to ask you to avoid is your opinion. When we say things like, if I were you, I would. But the fact is, you are not me. Although we think we know what we would do, the truth is, until we are actually in a situation, we really have no idea what or how we would respond. I never thought I would try to stay with my husband after he cheated on me. I never thought I would sleep with my husband knowing he had slept with someone else. I never thought I would subconsciously beg my husband to choose me after he had been with another woman. I didn't know and neither do you. In addition, we are not aware of all the minor details of the situation and relationship. We do not know what has been happening behind closed doors. We do not know of all the intentions or manipulations that may or may not be happening. We may have and know a lot of the situation, but we don't know everything. To input our opinion of what we would do implies that we know or understand more than those experiencing it does. It is hard because I know that is not your intention. But unless you are specifically asked, what would you do if you were me? Then your opinion on that matter is never appropriate. There is no right or wrong way in betrayal. It isn't a black and white situation. Although it's coming from a place of trying to give advice and help, it really isn't helpful. Along with inputting what we would do, I want to ask to please stop inputting our opinions in any way. Sharing our thoughts on the situation and or the person who has betrayed someone you love is not appropriate or helpful. To imply or share what we think our friends or family members should do will only cause more stress and pain on the ones we actually love. To tell or imply that our loved ones should leave their husbands or wives because he's a bastard and doesn't deserve you, or to imply that they should stay because it really isn't bad enough to split up your family. These opinions are demeaning and leave those feeling betrayed trapped because they can't please everyone. In addition, the one who has been betrayed has the right to change their mind. One day they will want nothing to do with their spouse or significant other. And then the next day, it will seem as if nothing happened. 
Betrayal is so difficult because there are so many opposing feelings and thoughts to try and navigate through. As the betrayed, I had so much hate and disdain for my ex-husband, but I still loved him and I wanted our marriage to work and survive if it could. So if my husband started working on recovery and asked me for forgiveness, I didn't want to explain and ask my loved ones to support me on that path. Only then to find out that I felt differently the next day. It is never helpful to hear, I told you so, or why would you do that? Betrayal is a delicate situation, and although it's not up to others to safeguard our feelings, there are things that can be avoided, especially because I know it's coming from a place of love. Everyone on either side needs to have grace and forgiveness for one another, but I'm simply asking to be aware of our words and opinions. If our intent is to help and support our loved ones, then our unasked opinions are not what is helpful. This implies to all of our feelings and opinions, even the positive ones we have for our loved ones, such as, that is so awful, I don't know how you do it, or you are so strong, I could never do what you're doing. Yes, this is more positive and seemingly uplifting opinion, but in truth, all that is saying and all that it feels is, I'm glad it's not me. These little bombs of your opinion can be very devastating and hurtful. And if we truly want to help, that is not how we do it. Instead, what is helpful is to listen, hear, and try to understand their pain. We do this by saying things like, I don't know your pain, but I can feel or see it. Or this seems really heavy. What can I do to support you? Or simply say, I love you. I hate that you are hurting, but I'm here and I'm willing to listen whenever you need me. The betrayed is working on trusting themselves and finding truth in everything and everyone. We as the loved ones can help and support them by not causing more doubt or questions. As the loved ones to those that have been betrayed, we need to put our own feelings and opinions to the side. And simply just be there, either metaphorically or physically, but be a safe place. The ones that have been betrayed feel weak and unsteady. They need people that will help them stand. They do not need us to tear them down further. We, of course, will have our own thoughts and opinions on the situation, but it is up to us to avoid expressing them to the one that is hurting. As the betrayed, all I needed was for someone to be there for me and give me a safe place to crumble. I was breaking, but I could not show that to everyone. I had to get up and take care of my kids' basic needs. I had to pay the bills. I had to make dinner. I had to help at the school and with my church. I still had to live even though I was dying inside. Therefore, I needed people to let me break and keep me safe while I did. This can be as small as making me a quesadilla because I couldn't remember the last time I ate. It's letting the kids come over to play so I could cry on my own. It's texting, 
How and what are you feeling today? It is listening and offering help in the areas we can. Every person and every situation is different. So there's not a one-size-fits-all answer here. But what is universal is love. Love them in the best way you know how. And if you are open to receiving feedback on how you could be better, well, there's nothing more helpful than that. I think one of the hardest things for human beings is just to listen and to try not to fix it or try not to make it better. I still catch myself falling into this trap so often. I feel like I have the best advice or the perfect thing that they need to hear and I just can't help inputting my own feelings and opinions on the matter. But although I want to help, that behavior really isn't helpful. It will take discipline and practice, but if you are willing to keep trying, that is all anyone could ask. I want to leave you with one more thing. One of the biggest lessons I have learned through my betrayal recovery is we cannot help anyone who does not want to help themselves. Meaning, if your loved one is falling down a a pit of despair, it is not up to you to pull them out of it. They have to want to get out. And at that point, you can reach and give them a hand. But you you cannot drag them to happiness. It is painful and hard to watch. But please do not rob your loved ones of the chance to heal, grow, and become better than they were before. That is what recovery will do. Recovery will take a terrible thing and make it beautiful. I hope that this helps. Have courage. You are not alone. Until next time, stay strong, my friends. Thank you for joining me here today. I just wanted to take a moment to ask if anything you heard or felt today resonated with you or helped you in any way, please take a moment to like, leave a review, or share this with a friend. That way, I can grow and reach more people and hopefully reach those that are needing it most. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day.